Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com. Maybe don't yell at Stucks, maybe you yell at Stucks. Yes! <laughs> Welcome back! Yeah, we'll keep that in. Welcome back to the minis. Been warned not to yell at the start. I'm sorry for everyone out there. How are we, boys? How are we, uh, Zachy? We've got Zachy and Sam today. Hey, Wolf, I'll go with you first. How are you, my boy? Oh. Really good, really good. I'm feeling good. I'm really happy Zach's here. For those of you who haven't safe. met Zach before, Zach is our friend, Zach Kangalaris. How long have we been mates for now? Forever. Nah, I think about nine months. Maybe. Nine months? Yeah, right. Maybe so more. Maybe yeah, well, Zach's, this is his second time on a mini, but officially, yesterday was actually your official start day, but today is your second day. Um... Starting at Producey, so full-time, Producey. In a way, going really weirdly off topic here, like fully manifested Zach coming into the business like two years ago. Wow. And it's happened. Did you manifest a handsome guy? Well, I just remember Zach and I were just on LinkedIn and you were sort of doing something like with another business and I was like, fuck, just love the way Zach goes about it. Neat, like young guy, cool guy, does this shit that we need. And basically Zach is an incredible whiz podcast sales, podcast marketing, podcast collaborations, partnerships, all these sorts of things. I was like, need Zach here. And now two years later, he's here. He didn't reply to me for ages. I did. <laughs> I was playing hard to get. Yeah. I was playing hard to get. Because what happened was I think you were working for another business trying to get me to do stuff and I was like, I don't want that. But then we met up and I was like, hmm, maybe if I just do this, then I can get this. It was a bit of a smart little chess move. Anyway. Give us give us five words to describe Zach. Handsome, really good at emailing. So you like can say, I thought you were going to say handsome, really good looking. No, he's like one of the <laughs> best emailers like I've ever met. Like everyone what kind in the of office, tone? What kind of tone? He just can write anything in an email like to anyone and it just sounds like awesome. Is he quick? He's quick. He's a, just an absolute hustler. He's a pit bull. Um, <laughs> good to have you on today, Zach. Thanks, guys. No, it's great to be on and great to be part of the team more officially. Yeah. A bit unofficially part of the team. Unofficially, for, officially. For, for those who don't remember as well, Zach was the Australian uh, ultimate, ultimate frisbee. frisbee. We always Just do to this. refresh the memory as yeah, well. Did, he, did you represent easy. Australia? Yes, we did. We, yep, yep, wow. Yep. <laughs> we, can, like we, can, would, we can cut that there. I, think, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we made a bit of a joke about it, but I feel like that would be quite it's competitive. No, nah, it's impressive. Zach, first day in, had to go do a video for AFL launch. Zach just puts his hand up. He goes, I'll be in it. And Mate, he, we're role players. And he yeah. nailed it. We're, we're role it players like, here. We just do it. It was like working with Joe Pesci. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to the show today. We've got a really good one. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the minis. The minis have gone bonkeroonies. Like they've probably tripped. Oh, they've gone up a lot. I don't know what the percentage is, but they've There's gone up a lot. Listeners. Yeah, There's some new listeners, listeners out so there. Welcome so welcome to you. If you're listening and you're new, bloody welcome and thank you. Please, if you're listening and you're old, oh, I love you. Because you were the real ones at the start, but I love you all the same. A little bit more the ones that are listened for older, though. What do we got today, boys? What hey, on the weekend? You went to a wedding. I went to a wedding. You got something else first? I was going to go with just the one little lesson I had recently, because oh, I like okay. to bring things around full circle. It's called story arcing. Give us lots of context. So last year we had Jonah Oliver on the podcast, who widely, who anyone listens to the show knows that that was probably my favorite episode of the year and just hit me in a spot where I needed to hear a lot of the things he said and really good show, really good episode for so myself. He was just incredible. A part of that show, he spoke about this scenario where we actually don't do what's good for us, but we do what's comfortable. And he spoke about, you know, someone having something in their teeth. 
and how easy it is to not actually embarrass the person, but by doing that, you're making you're embarrassing them, and you're also taking the easy option out yourself by not saying, "Hey, you got something in your teeth." So I found myself at a breakfast a couple of weeks ago. I keep forgetting to bring this up. I was chatting with this lady. She was next to me, having a great conversation. We're eating breakfast, and all of a sudden, I noticed she had something in her teeth, and she was talking to a couple of people. And I was sitting there going, oh, fucking hell. Like this, She was so lovely and I was like, didn't want to embarrass her. You were talking to her. I was talking to her. Yeah. But it wasn't like for a while. I just noticed straight away I was like, all right, fuck her to say something. So I was like, this could go on. I could leave her. But I was like, just did it super innocuously. And I was like, oh, you know, I just say her name was Sarah. I was like, Sarah, you've just got something in your teeth. And she was like, oh, shit, got it out. She goes, thank you. And I was like, I was so happy I did it. But it was challenging. But I was like, I could have let her just keep walking on and, you know, she might have seen six other people. And But the hard conversation, I feel like, was good in the long run. It's an intangible kind oh, of Oh, it was so... Good deed. Yeah, yeah. Did you do but, it discreetly? Like, how... Oh, I did it discreetly. did you make it? No, yeah. I was just like, she was sitting next to me and I said, oh, Sarah, you just got something in your teeth. It was sort of mid-convo and then we just kept talking, continuing to talk. So That's she perfect, was just like, yeah. yeah she, it wasn't like I went up to her and said, hey, you've got... It was just like, oh... Noticed it, there it is, bang, fixed it, all good. I think you did the right thing. Oh, no doubt about it, but I was just, it was challenging. Isn't that, isn't that like a, a good way to describe growing up is when, you, when you're young, you get annoyed that somebody mentioned it, but when you grow up, you go, you know what, they actually did 100%. the hard thing and like helped me out in the long run. Tell us about the wedding on the weekend. You were the MC. I was, I had a, uh, my good friend, um, Christian Josh, Jack, who used to play at, um, at the Navy Mighty Blues and we played a lot of... VFL together, mind you, and um, yeah, great guy. Get Dan and I both actually emceed it. You and so, Dan did. So Dan's obviously one of his really good mates as well, and we both emceed it. I was worried about how it was going to go because, to be quite honest, we did no prep um, before it at all. But it went pretty smooth. Last week you were you were nervous and you were running you were running through your jokes in the office. It was I almost say I was you nervous. know it was, it was I'll a, do this thing for a living, but yeah, no, not nervous. You went <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say nervous, but you were you were unsure of a few jokes. Yes, and you were running through. It was like uh, you, it was like you were a comedian and yeah. you went to like the low little night That's clubs what you, you to try check. them out on a few people you to tr- see sort of how try they them work. Out with the common folk. And what I was doing was I wasn't landing them early in the week. Wow. And I had this sort of gag about, because there was no sort of, he wanted us to go really hard. He didn't do like best man speeches. So the emceeing was sort of a bit of a, that as well. But um, Dan and I sort of workshopped a few bits and pieces. He went really well. And then he sort of threw it over to me. And one of the gags I made that I really, like, because I told it to about three people in the office and just didn't land it at all. But luckily... I landed it on the night. You tuned it. I, I tuned. I it always tuned clicked. It. it always it clicked. I'm a big stage performer. It's like well, I, not in the. I don't want to set my shit jokes in the office. It's not. It's not for me. I need people. I need people around. I thought you were taking this to a footy analogy. Though. Well, I am. <laughs> I'm the MCG. <laughs> anyway, so the joke was. It wasn't even a fucking joke. I'm building this up now to be super funny. It wasn't that funny at all. But I just said, "There's an older adage. I think it's from Austria because." KJ's family from Australia, it says, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And this couldn't be truer when it comes to Christian, you know. A lot of, like, young players, when they go into the AFL, they want to surround themselves with the best, the absolute best of the best. They want to work hard, they want to do this, and you go to your Chris Judge, your Mark Murphys, your Luke Powers, and you say, just show me the way. It's like Christian Jacks also did this, but he accidentally fell in with the wrong crowd. It was maybe the ones who worked the hardest off the field. And uh, as you look around today at the wedding, I think per capita, per like person, you'll struggle to find a wedding with more delisted players <laughs> than any other wedding in the world. There was, I know, no joke, out of the 20 or 30 AFL players there, only two of them were on a list. And then went to name every single player there that had been delisted. Everyone loved it. But then I sort of came back and said, but the one good decision that he's made in his life is his, is his wife, Alex, um, who's actually genuinely a modern day saying, Alex is a star. She 
Lucy's like legit. She is a guide dog trainer. So oh. she literally trains guide dogs for people with, you know, vision impairment to help That's, live, yeah. you know, life. So it's he's special. made a good decision in that. But I sort of got a few laughs out of that one. Um, had to be there if you didn't laugh. But it was um, – no, it went pretty well. And then it was really funny. We sort of just ad-libbed a fair bit because the, the old man called Christian Crispin in his <laughs> speech. So for the rest of the night, we were just calling him Crispin Jacksh. Um, but it was a good time, really good time, good friends, happy – and, um, yeah, we loved it. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I know the wedding's already happened, but is there a joke in, like, her being a guide dog trainer and, like, saying something about her Blind. guide dog? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because the whole – everyone was making speeches about how much KJ loves animals and loves guide dogs and stuff, and he was, like, an ambassador for the guide dogs as well, and that's how they met. I was like, the only reason he was an ambassador for the guide dogs was to meet Alex in the first place. So now he's just living this lie that he loves guide dogs and he's just stuck into it for the rest of his life. That's great. So, um, yeah, There'd be a few people like that that have gone into a relationship in a lie. Yeah. Like they said they love swimming because they're at the pool or something and they saw a swimmer. Now they're just swimming for the rest of their life. Yeah. There'd be a lot of that, I reckon. Yeah. Did you make the wedding all about yourself? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought so. It was, um, but it was fun. I only have a couple of them in me a year and really let the hair down, which was nice. It was, it was a good time. S Bone, what do you got? Oh, what'd you do on the weekend? I went to another show. Oh, nice. I got scalped last weekend as, yeah, as the uh, the mini community, not the new ones because they wouldn't know from last week. Yes. Zach didn't listen a lot. No, he did listen to last week. But I got scalped last week and then I went to Bonnevere. You got to front up. Yeah. Even though you don't know whether your tickets are scalped again. Yeah. Got to the front and I- Don't let one bad experience turn you off. Thank you. And then I got to the front and I was going through my emails and I couldn't find the ticket. Mm. I couldn't find the ticket in any of it. I knew I, I, knew I couldn't be scalped because I bought it off Ticket Tech. I did it the right way. Mm-hmm. but I couldn't find the ticket. It was nowhere in my emails and it literally wasn't. And I started to shake at the front gate. Like I had like what PTSD. Is, what like is I was, wrong with you? What I had happened? trauma. Where was it? It ended up being like you had to go to the ticket desk, which I've never done before and get it. And I was walking up there kind of like really nervous that they were going to say somehow I'd been scalped. Turns out I wasn't. It was a good <laughs> show. Bonnevere in the rain at Sydney Miles. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is really nice. Do you like Bonnevere? Oh, I do. Yeah. 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 I'm one of those people people probably called him Bon Iver. A lot, you know, like back in the day. How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was good, thanks, guys. I have a bit of like a, I would say, every week is kind of um, the same for me at the moment. Uh, every grog weekend. hand, uh, grog hand. What mm. am I looking at? Grog head. Grog hound day. Greyhound Ground, day. Groundhog, Groundhog day. Groundhog day. Groundhog day. Uh, yeah, so every weekend for me at the moment is very uh, much the same. And uh, I don't know if I spoke about this previously on the pod, but on the weekends, I'm actively working towards owning a franchise yeah. uh, for people in Melbourne. That's, that's hunky like the dory. Lakers. Oh, hunky dory. Uh, the Lakers. Yeah. That's, um, that's in the making <laughs> one yes. day. Um, so yeah, so on the weekends at the moment, I'm, I'm managing a restaurant, uh, out there. I won't give a location, but one of the give ones, a location. Oh, I come to, come to Epping hunky dory. Get on, out on the Epping weekend hunky dory. You'll see me, uh, running the show there. So I've been doing that for a while and looking to open a, a store with a, a business partner there. So on the side doing that. So that's what I've been doing on the weekends. Good on you, mate. That's How awesome. Good. I don't know many people that work harder than uh, Zach, to be honest. He works seven days a week. Mm, he works hard. Handy. He's a real good, good operator. Your birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming up. Literally, as you are listening to this, my birthday will be in seven days' time. I'm going to be 30 years of age. What do you want for your birthday? I want everyone to come to Hotel Collingwood to the pregame show, uh, Collingwood Richmond. Um, we'll be there from 6 p.m. Going to watch the game. Going to have a bit of a pregame show. Won't be too much, but yeah, there's also going to be some free bloke and a bar on tap. Whole team will be there. We'll be having fun, having a couple of drinks, watching round one. So there, I'll be literally Three. there on my birthday. Come down to Hotel Collingwood. 376 Smith Street, Collingwood. Yeah, get down. No tickets needed. Just make sure you get there early. Free beers on tap. Bring your mates. Bring your mum, your dad, your nan, yeah, your girlfriend, boyfriend, and 
yeah, come down and chill out and say good day. So we're going to be down there on Thursday, the 16th of March for Cullingwood, uh, sorry, Carlton Richmond. Did That's you amazing. say free beers? Free beers, yeah. You know I'll be there, free no, beers. No, I know. Yeah. You'll be there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be great. We're really looking forward to that. Um, speaking of events as yeah. well, the Moor Greens Golf event coming up on Saturday, the 25th of March. We're just having so much fun at the moment. We've got so many freaking events. And I'm just getting these done before the baby comes so that like I can really go out on a big bang. But um, really, Freeway really excited for that. Freeway golf course. Tickets will go live this week. We're having 18 holes. 3v3 Ambrose, so you'll be in teams of three. You don't need a handicap. You don't need anything to sort of play. You can play off anything, but you're playing best ball with three mates. Um, as I said, 18 holes, freeway. It's a Saturday, the 25th. It's 1 to 4 p.m. We're going to have so many awesome brands partnering out with some sick activations. Our incredible friends at Bobby. Uh, we love Bobby. They're going to be there doing a big activation. Let me just sip this quickly. That's very delicious. They'll be there. Um, hopefully going to get ugly vodka as well with them to – do a bit of an activation and um, Ugly Vodka is an incredible business. They like make... Such a good idea. For people who haven't heard Ugly Vodka, they make vodka out of all other ugly fruit that gets thrown away. So it's like this unbelievable... It's actually apples. It's apples. Apples, So yeah. it's apples. There you go. It's so cool. So that, uh, hopefully they can come down as well. Our beautiful friends at Bloke in a Bar obviously be coming down. We've got Big Dog Golf Co. coming down. We've got Coin Spot for the 10K uh, holding one competition. X-Golf. We've got X-Golf coming down as well which would be awesome. It's a giveaway for four to six people on the X-Golf machines. We've got Future Golf, obviously, giving away memberships and running the whole day um, as well. So more Greens Golf for that future code if you want to sign up with them too. That's always available, 30% off. We just have so many cool partners coming down to this event and going to have a really, really good time. And that's literally probably the last time you guys will see me for a while because um, after that, Juz is sort of due and it's going to be a bit of a send-off for the – for the crew for a little bit. Obviously, we'll still continue the podcast, but that'll be one of our big events, so you really want to go off with a bang and, and have a good day. So those tickets, stay tuned at More Greens Golf, moregreensgolf.com. You've got to be on the email list. They will be sent out on the email list very, very shortly, but we'll keep you um, posted. It's about 120 people going-ish. Last time we had about 70 people and it sold out in nine minutes, but it could have been even quicker. The website shut down. So got to be ready for those um, to come, which is going to be really, really cool. Let's talk about the last few episodes. Yes. Bruzzy Maynard went very well. Yep. People liked what Bruzzy had to say. And now this week we had Sam Wood. Sam Wood. I really enjoyed this episode. Really, like, how cool is this? I got a message the other day, and this is the stuff where I pinch myself sometimes. Like, Hugh Van Collenberg messaged me in a group message with Sam Wood and just said, like, beautiful episode today, man. Massive congrats. Loved every bit of it. And then Sam was like, oh, Hugh, you're a good egg. Loved every bit of it too. Also thoroughly enjoyed your running exploit highlights in the ground. Like, and I'm just in this message with them now and I'm just like, what the fuck? This is weird. Yeah, How cool nice. is that? Like just lovely. Lovely, yeah. I loved how he didn't sugarcoat anything as well. Yeah. Like he yeah. was straight to the point. He said, look, I didn't fail fast. Yeah. <laughs> I took a long time to fail. Yeah. And I thought that, that kind of stuff was really, I think unique. You don't hear that a lot. No. Yeah. No one ever really wants to talk about the massive failures that haven't really turned into anything because like that yes it turned into something later on but in a completely different business like that business just just died and it wasn't really sustainable at all um and he didn't fail fast it took him five years to realize and borrowed and lost a lot of money but then from those learnings you know even after that it wasn't smooth sailing had some legal stuff he had to go through and that it was just really cool to hear because i found that even with this business like it's never as soon as you think you're onto a winner yet there's always a setback and you're like fuck me like i thought we were just about to go well and then this happens and this happens but that's all a part of it and it was the first time I've heard it that raw I suppose talking about debt 
is pretty interesting as well. It is. Like, it's not something... It's, yeah, it's vulnerable. It's something people would dance around, but he was, like, giving exact numbers on his debt. And it's also, like, the really... It's not like, oh, I went through a hard time and I made it. It's, like, literally quite... It's quite muddy, that subject. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about that's pretty... Had a lot of messages about that. Like, not so from, obviously, the public listening, but actually just other people I knew in business and stuff going, fuck, that was really interesting. Like, that was a good... Good listen. I liked how we talked about his business booming as a result of COVID. Not saying yeah. not saying that a lot of people would want to kind of admit because it's got such bad connotation, but he was just being really honest about, you know, how it boomed. No, I really enjoyed that too. Got some goodies coming up now. Do you want to intro this concept? It was your idea? My idea. Mm-hmm. Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchin, Matty Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT Aaron Phillips to play as a wildcard. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. Yeah, sure. So footy footy is one of my loves. You love it. Hence why love the kangaroos. I started working on Dylan Friends in the first place. And I love this type of, this time of year. Used to work for Carlton, just love it. Love the, the weeks leading into round one. So I thought, what would the fan me want to get? And it is a three-part series called Footy Frenzy. Because it's Footy Friends. Footy Friends. Z. Z. It's a frenzy. Yeah, we'll get a graphic made up. And what would I want to see? And it would be three roundtable discussions with three different kind of classes of players. So the first one we've got is the draftees. The guys who in five years could be the best players in the league. Yep. We've got Harry Sheasel from North Melbourne, pick three. We've got Elijah Sardis, who Sardis. went pick five for Essendon. And then we've got pick 11, I think, 11 Ollie Hollands Holla. from Carlton. So you know that big Carlton army is going to want to hear from that young man. So <sighs> done that one. Then the second one is going to be the next A graders. The yep. guys this year that everyone's looking at going, these guys are going to be the best. Who's going to take to the, to the next level? Thanks for the um, hype, the hype, man. We've got Cody Waitman. Waiters. LDU from North Melbourne. LDU. Cody Waitman from the Dogs, obviously. And lastly, Isaac Quaino. Quaino. From Collingwood. Very yeah. cool guy, Quaino. Yeah. He's got he's, – yeah, he's a cool guy. Looking forward to having him in. Yeah. And then That'll lastly – I'm really excited for that one. I so am we've, too. we've already recorded the draftees one. I really, really like that. Really excited for the next one. What's one question you want to ask either Cody, Isaac, or LDU? Oh, I feel like these guys at the moment are in that stage where, like I, we've had Waitman on the show before, before he played in the grand final and just blew me away how switched on this guy is, like just like that. Um, not just that, but he's off field and how much he puts into that. Like he always messages me after like MMRE episodes and stuff. Quaino we've actually had on the podcast too before, but the episode stuffed up, so we're really pumped to get him back in. Um, he's got some incredible insights and, fuck, just looking at him at the moment, the size he's put on and how big and strong he looks, it's scary. And then LDU obviously like has had widely known as one of like the best players in the comp, but he's just hasn't had the support around him. So I'm really hoping North can help him out a little bit this year. And I've never really heard him speak a lot. So pretty pumped to just get him in and have a chat and see what they're doing and take himself to the next level. Because I think that that age bracket, and this is, I'm not, I'm meaning this in like the best way possible. They're still in a very selfish part of their career where they still want team success. But they're still trying to get themselves to that 
elevated level. So it's like they want to win the flag, but they're also like, I'm, I need to to win the flag. I need to be at my best to get there. Versus the group that we're having on next, where it's you know your Petrarca, your Cripps, and Tom Mitchell. These guys are at the top of their game, and now they're trying to get other people to draw up with them. They're trying to get that next. They're trying to get that other group to get up with them. So it's like three different dynamics. It's really interesting. Mitchell Cripps, I think, really interesting angle is like hearing about how badly they want that flag. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's getting to that stage where they've been so good for a, a long time, but it hasn't mattered as much towards a flag because yeah. they haven't got it yet. Pachaka's obviously one more. And, you know, they've all he'd had... Be hung, he'd be hungry for another. They've all had the success. I think... As, no, Pachaka hasn't won a Brownlow yet, but like he's obviously at that level where he, that's a that's a real chance for him. He's got the flag. So they're all... He's got the norm. That, yeah, he's got the norm and the flag. So there's a bit... There's a bit on the line, which is um, it's going to be cool. Also, I love talking to Tommy just about three clubs now. You know, it's pretty cool going to a big club in Collingwood. And you loved your chat with the draftees that comes out on tomorrow. Well, tomorrow yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. So Thursday. Uh, very exciting. Um, yeah, I love, love that chat. Yeah, you were connected with the young guys quite well. Yeah, they're awesome. Talking about impulsive and stuff like that. Yeah, that was great. some weird shit at the end. But the one part about I really liked about them was talking about their numbers and how they're connected to their numbers and what the clubs do, you know, in their, ju- their playing jumper numbers. Like, you know... Oh, well, I'll save it for the episode, but it's quite interesting of how the cl- different clubs connect them with the older players and the numbers and the history and all that sort of stuff as well, which is cool. I just love when like a new group of like 60 players comes into the league and there's just ones prop- popping up all over the place with yeah. just different stories. I'm going to read out two names for you that I found in the draftees from this year, and I want to see whether you can spell their name. Okay. Max Michelini. Are you searching it? No, I'm writing it. On okay. A- I'm just going to give you I, two. I don't think it'll be right, but this is just the basics way. Was it it's a bit M- of a trick question. M-I-C-K-E-L-A-N-I-E. No, incorrect. E-Y? Do you want to try, Zach? And is we'll it, just, actually, we'll H-N-Y just do this name. Is it a H-N-Y at the end? Like a, I can't tell you that. Uh, maybe M-I-C-K-E-L-H-N-Y. Incorrect. Max Michelini is M-I-C-H-A-L-A-N-N-E-Y. Maybe he's Irish. Yeah, it could be, but you know. Interesting names. Love the new group that's coming in. How hard is listening? Like people listening to that are going to be like, that's impossible to like listen to something and spell it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. That was a little fun game. Um, yeah, it's a little funny game we do here. Now we are on to Hotline. We've hotline. got some hotlines. We do, man. we got some hot. The Hotline We've been was hot some good hotlines. Yeah, the Hotline's been good. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm going to play the first one and then you've got one as well. Okay. So is this from Dimmy? No, this is a different one about scamming. Okay. So last week, just a reminder for those who didn't tune in, Sam got scammed. Harry uh, Styles. Harry Styles ticket, and we put to the hotline. Let us know if this has ever happened to you before. Hey, boys. Benny here, just giving you a buzz with regards to getting scammed. Happened to my best mate. He went over to the UK, was doing a little bit of travel through Europe, purchased a ticket to go to the Premier League off the equivalent of our gum tree. I think it's called Craigslist over there. And uh, paid up to, I think it's about... Over a grand Aussie. Got to the game, he gets knocked back. Anyway, tried it again. Another mate that he was over there visiting got some tickets to a different game. Big game, same thing happened. <laughs> got scared twice. Oh, no. I think it set them both back about two grand each in the end. Quite hilarious. Uh, one little tip for you there is an awesome new website, probably been around for about 12 to 18 months now, called Pixel. P-I-X-E-L.com.au. Um, you cannot submit a hard copy of a ticket, but if you have an electronic copy, a copy that's being sent to your phone, PDF, you can send that on to Pixel. They will verify it, and then it gets listed online. Uh, you can only sell it 
at 10% above of cost price. So basically that covers your fees for Tixel. Little life lesson. Enjoy, fellas. Keep up the good work. How good is that? Thank you very much. That's unbelievable. I just love people that are so helpful. And obviously, you know, he's quite helpful. He, you know, he might work at Tixel, I'm not oh, sure. He might work. He might be the founder of Tixel, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a, it's a great plug for Tixel. But I actually have been on Tixel before and try. I don't think I've actually bought anything off it yet, but I've been on it. It seems legit. Yeah, I bought a couple of Tixel off there, actually. I That's didn't know great. it exists. Thanks for the tip. I didn't know it existed, but I just wasn't You're more smart enough to use it. old school Gumdrey guy. Yeah. No, I got it out of the newspaper, actually. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Don't the authorised resellers just let you send them as well? I think on the apps now you can just do it. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're catching up with Tixel. I think they're trying to keep up with Tixel. Um, one of our uh, crowd favourites and one of the best people in the show in the Dylan Friends community that we love. He's also in the Clogs community too. He's been on the show a lot of times. And I'm not surprised this man has a story. But, Dimmy, welcome to the show, mates, and uh, thanks for calling the hotline. How uh, Talk us through this. What happened? How did you get scammed? Oh, uh, yeah, look, I, I almost got scammed, but I guess I was a little bit smarter than the scammer in this. Uh, scenario. It was probably about maybe about seven or eight years ago. I was selling an iPhone for about eight hundred bucks. I think it was probably an iPhone five back then. And yeah, listed it on Gumtree back then. And someone shot me a message and said, "Oh, look, I wanted to buy a iPhone from your nephew. He had his iPhone stolen at uni." And I and I, it was the old sob story. You know what it's like. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't buying it, but I sort of went along with it and I said. He wanted me to express post it out to him ASAP. So I said, yeah, mate, no problems. Transfer him into money. So he sent me the old net bank receipt. And it, it looked legit, but, yeah, I still wasn't buying it. So I waited to the next day. Money still wasn't in the account. This bloke hounded me saying, mate, can you express post it out to me? And the express post address he, uh, he gave to me was, uh, it was actually a parcel locker. And, um, mm. I'll, look, I, won't, I won't name the suburb, uh, but it, it was standing on anyway. Um, and so I knew then that it was sort of a scam, but I sort of went along with it. Anyway, uh, the night before this, I um, probably consumed about 45 bucks worth of Indian oh, no. beef korma, butter chicken. Yeah, look, the, the whole work really. And um, yeah, look, I had an old iPhone box laying around. So um, yeah, I unloaded uh, into the iPhone oh, box. Oh my God. Wrapped it into a couple of small cardboard boxes oh. and um, yeah, posted it to his parcel locker. Uh, <laughs> posted it and yeah. Uh, yeah, the next day got a got a couple of nice messages for him saying, "Mate, what the hell did you do that for?" And I just replied to him and said, "Mate, don't know what you're fucking complaining about. You got what you paid for, shit all." So, Timmy, Timmy. Yeah. I mean, we don't condone that. No, but... we don't. We don't, and we can't know that this is Timmy. This could be anyone. It could be a fake name. Yes. I'm not sure who it is. Um, but yeah. mate, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was only thinking about it there last week when you were talking about the Harry Styles uh, getting scammed on there, and I thought, oh, gee, that was actually a good story back in the day. I, I almost forgot about that one. So, so it's fair yeah, to it fair to say, Dim, um, you don't think you would have got scammed at the Harry Styles tickets? You reckon you would have done what yeah. Sam did and just sort of drove to an address, let someone walk around the corner, laugh when they gave him the ticket, and also bought it at cost price two weeks before one of the biggest concerts in Australia for the year. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't know. It probably doesn't surprise me for Harry Styles. Uh, <laughs> probably, uh, yeah, yeah, doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I would do that in that situation. But anyway, you do you, boo. 
Yeah, <laughs> love it. DMC, we'll have to get you back in this year, mate. We love having you a part of the community. So uh, we'll catch up soon, that's for sure. For sure. Thanks, boys. All the best. Ely, mate. See, See you soon. You, mate. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. He's always got it, doesn't he's he? Always he's got, always mate, he's got, a, got the He goods. has got us. We need to seriously look at doing a podcast for him this year. He has got stories. Welcome to the Friends Club. Hey, okay, finish up Friends Club. This is where we love uh, coming together. We're friends. We sit around the table. We talk about content. If you guys don't have anything, I do. I've been, I've been consuming a lot lately. Um, for all those sort of freaks out there, a little bit like myself, um, I have taken <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a freaky sort of one. Um, I've sort of taken a step back from watching a lot of the crime and the murdering stuff because it sort of gets me really anxious these days. But um, I did watched this one recently. It was called the Murdow Murders. And it was about this family in the US. And I don't want to give this away because it's a three-part series. I'm a sucker for a three-part series, like a three-part docu-series. I reckon they're the best. Three exactly. Three. Yeah, three to four. Like those, Mini-series, it's, it's, yeah. It's not like 20, but it's like not one. It's just that per- you can sort of knock it out in one after, like, evening if you're really committed to it. So this is this was unreal put together. Um, it's about this family in like America out in the, I don't know where it is. Like, it seems like it's out in somewhere. Basically it's about this family who have like a long reign of, um, solicitors and lawyers and they own this like big business and they basically own the town. Anyway, one of the young sons is like a bit of a degenerate. He's, um, you know, abuse, like substance abuse and all these types of things. And he just keeps getting into trouble. It always gets off because like they pretty much own all the cops and all that stuff there. And anyway, one night he stayed on this boat with all his friends and he's stuffed up and they crash the boat and unfortunately uh, someone on the boat passes away. But then this just unravels a whole story of like the family and the backstory to it and all that. Like I don't want to get into the – but it's just you, you couldn't write this story if it wasn't true because it would just be too unbelievable of the stuff that happens and what this family's trying to uncover and stuff like that. It's mental. That's a really good like preview. Thank you. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, it's really, oh, yeah. It's, you know, and it's the, the reason it's come to light now, apparently it's like three or four months old and it was doing okay on Netflix, but now someone in the show is now the trial is actually on at the moment. Oh, wow. So like it's had a big resurgence around like Do you find that happens it. quite a bit with content? It has a resurgence when something- For sure. Yeah. Relative. It's like when, you know, like a famous like artist dies, their music goes back to number one. Bit different. As, yeah. yeah, not as- The other way. Yeah, the other way. So that's been, it was pretty interesting watch. So yeah, check that out. Very good. Very good. I think maybe you should make a, just for the music lovers, you play a lot of music in the yeah, studio. Yeah, make a little playlist. I think you should make a Dylan Friends mm. playlist. You can update it each week. Okay. I just, I honestly just thought got about a new, it now. Got a new record recently too, actually. What is it? The um, Jamiroquai. Fun Jamiroquai. Odyssey. Jamiroquai is great. is really cool. So I got that one recently. It's been like one that I've been after for ages and they must have just only, it's like 20 years old, but I think they've just bought it out on vinyl. So anyway, stay tuned, guys. Really appreciate it. Got some good episodes coming up, as we said, over the next few weeks. Footy frenzy. Get down for the AFL season launch live and loud. 6.30 p.m. 16th of March 2023. Dylan Friends. Go over with Hotel Collingwood. Bloke in a bar. Live drinks. Free drinks. Live season launch show. Weekend after, we have the More Greens Golf Day, which we cannot wait for. We're so pumped for. We'll also be announcing the Coinspot giveaway soon too for the community giveaway and get out there and, do- and donate the $5,000 cash to a club in need. There's just a lot going on. Let's just keep going and we love you all. Thanks so much. And also subscribe to the EDMs. Thanks so much for people living loving the EDMs. We'd love the feedback on it. Darcy's been doing an awesome job um, getting those out monthly as well. So if you want to sign up to the EDM, it's dylanfriends.com and on the front page. 
you. Thank you.